On this episode of Act to Live, we explore a conversation with award-winning documentarian John Gomez and probe what he learned about the shared human experience when filming his hit movie, When I Stutter. So come on, let's take a walk. What's up, Jamie? What is up? Not too much. How are you, Scott? Good. We have a special day, a special guest, a special everything, because he is very special. And there he is. I'm pumped. And he is who, Jamie? John Gomez. Director John Gomez. The famous John Gomez. Famous, the infamous, the (laughs) award-winning director, John Gomez. Um, He is here with us. He's going to... Um, explain to us and in and really help us learn about the human um, experience, Jamie, because he um, has a film and it's right here. It's called When I What? I Stutter. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, and, you know, um, awesome film, you know, and it's heartfelt and I could explain it, but we kind of really um like really like want to have him tell his like um story about the film his definitely because you know it's also really um important um you know cuz he he made the film it's about people, you know, and that's huge, you know. Um, so John, there he is. He hasn't said a word yet. And he's so <laughs> handsome. I, 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 I can't help it. Um, um, if he could, could just kind of like um, and tell us a, a, a like bit about you, you know, kind of where you are um, um, from and how that kind of has, um, like, impacted you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. And congratulations on following through on a creative endeavor. Um, as you know, Scott, because, you know, you worked on when I stutter with me, sticking with anything is really difficult. And, um, you know, I'm glad to be on the show because I'm also a fan (laughs) and, uh, no, just, just congratulations to you two. And I I think I wrote you a text sometime back just saying, I've even seen you evolve as hosts. And, uh, it's just really a cool thing to see. And as far as I know, pretty uncharted territory for podcasts, which is a pretty oversaturated market. So you guys are doing a good job. It's Jamie. It's Jamie. It's all her. She's the pro here. <laughs> Thank and you for the creativity. I have the organization. <laughs> it works. I meant to say Jamie on that one, but I wanted to be inclusive. Thank um, you. I know. No, it's it's it. it just to to whoever's listening, we have a joking relationship. We're also friends over here, so there's no way that's not going to come out. Um, Definitely not. But uh, you know, to to get back to your question. Um, where I, where I came from originally, um, 
I, I grew up in a, a small Native American reservation in Dulce, New Mexico, um, town of 2000. Um, mostly Native Americans, as you would imagine, um, somewhat of a Latino population, uh, very few Caucasian people. Hmm. Um, so that was an interesting upbringing. You know, um, it's something that shaped me in many ways. You know, uh, there was the natural beauty of the land. I lived in a valley there. I'd go fishing every, you know, every Friday. Um, but I also was bullied a lot as a child. And yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's um, whenever you're different, whenever a human being presents as different, part of the human condition is other human beings point that out. And sometimes that pointing out goes as far as bullying. So I, I was pretty severely bullied. And it's worthwhile mentioning that because I felt like I grew up um, as the quote unquote other. I never really fit in. Um, you know, I, I certainly had a few friends growing up, but I never felt like I had my, you know, my clan, my tribe. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's defined me quite a bit in terms of my personality, um, my worldview. And um, I think that's in terms of my past, that's probably one of the most significant things I can mention. Thanks for sharing that, John. Thank you. So if you could please um, kind of um, like um, um, tell us about the, the film um, for our, for our um, audience who, who, um, has not like, um, has not, um, seen it yet. Like what's it about? And yeah, what's it about? Um, well, when I stutter, um, the, the whole point of the film is to get across the emotional and psychological impact that a person who stutters can go through. If you watch the film, there's a lot of, um, darker, more vulnerable moments there's also a lot of triumphant moments, you know, triumph of the human spirit type moments. And so that was always kind of the idea behind when I stutter. Um, you know, I, I, I say lucky, and I, I mean that in the real sense of the word, that the participants were willing to make themselves so open and vulnerable. I mean, you guys know this as podcasters right now. If somebody's not going to be real with you, um, you don't have much. And I had 19 people that were willing to just open up their lives to me. A lot of so, people. That's amazing. Yeah, that, a lot of stories. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's the crux. So many stories, Jamie. That's so, so, so many stories. We, uh, there's, there's a, the film is about an hour long, but we did about over 60 hours of filming and I think you could probably make three or four other films out of the remainder without touching anything that's in the current version. <laughs> yeah. So thinking about, you know, being able to talk to 19 people and really get to know their experiences and their stories. I mean, how would you define the human experience and what do you feel like you learned about it through those stories? Well, I, I, first of all, I appreciate that you're calling it the human experience because that's something that I didn't necessarily think about right away. 
Um, I was always thinking about the experience of a person who stutters categorically. And it wasn't until I actually got the film out into the world that I started hearing from other people who didn't stutter. You know, they weren't speech pathologists. They didn't even know anybody who stutters, but they had some curiosity about it. And they would go and watch it and say, you know, hey, not only was that a good film, there's a lot of connection points in that film to my life. Mm. Um, so in terms of the human experience, you know, people feeling like the other, even if you don't stutter. Um, people uh, wanting to shut down at certain points in their life just because they didn't feel like they could move forward, they weren't accepted. Um, and also some of those uh, triumphant moments, you know, when you, when you stood up to a bully um, or something like that. There, there's so many human connection points in there. And I, and I realized that's, uh, that's probably one of, the, one of the most important parts of the film. Isn't so much that I'm explaining stuttering. I mean, yes, that, that is the crux of the film, but it's also the way other human beings are able to connect with it. Because if they can connect with it, you can build empathy and you can move forward and have real understanding. Now, you have um, kind of like said that like you were like different or like seen as seen as seen as different as a kid, we'll say. Um, then you, you know, made a film about about a about a about a a group of people who are like um, different. They talk different. You know, I'm, I'm in the film. I am a person who, who um, stutters, you know, and that's different. Um, and we're all different in all kinds of ways. Um, how do these, how, how do these um, differences make us great as individuals, but also as like a whole group of people? That's that's a really good question. Um, I liken it to any really bad experience anybody can have regarding anything. <laughs> you know, it, it's like I want to make sure that I never do that to somebody else. Um, I want to make sure that I safeguard myself from that happening again to me, even though we know that we, if we lead vulnerable lives and open lives, that means we're open to getting hurt. That also means we're open to being better understood and you have to kind of take the good with the bad. But for me, um, it was, I, I never wanted anybody in my life to feel misunderstood or ostracized um, the way I had felt. And, and I guess when I first started hearing about stuttering, you know, for those who haven't, I won't spoil the film, although it's been out for four years, so probably not spoiling it for too many people. <laughs> but uh, Gail Wilson Liu, who's in the film. She's the therapist in the film. She was my teacher uh, back in graduate school. I'm a speech language pathologist. Um, and she was always kind of driving home, you know, the importance of taking into account the whole person. 
And, and when she started explaining to us what people who stutter go through, I saw a, a lot of connections myself. I'm, I'm like, I have felt many times in my life like I wanted to say something or express something and it didn't happen. I have felt um, to a certain degree marginalized. You know, I, I don't know that I necessarily feel that way anymore, but these, these roots are pretty deep. You know, when that seed gets planted when you're a kid, that stays with you for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And when I started hearing about people who stutter, it just, it, it resonated so much with me, even though I'm not a person who stutters. And um, as I've met so many people and, and, you know, this is going to sound like a, a Scott Pulaski love fest over here, but. <laughs> well, isn't it all, all the time with you, with Jamie, the, the entire like planet is just in love with me. John. This is, goes without saying. Gosh, he's so humble, isn't he? So humble, I know, I know. So humble folks. I know. I'm, I'm just kidding. This is a joke. I'm not yep. this arrogant. Fame, fame has changed you, Scott. I know. I'm such. Um, All right. Okay. So he's he's being sarcastic, because Scott is one of the most humble people I know. Um, But what what he's playing down is the fact that this guy gets mobbed at conventions. Um, I oftentimes he's like the fifth Beatle, you know, and he's the first time I wanted to go talk to him, just like go and talk to him and introduce myself. He had a ring of people around him, like an impenetrable ring around him. And I couldn't even go shake his hand and say, hey. so I had to wait till months later to even meet this guy to ask him to be in my documentary. So yeah, we're joking around a little bit about his popularity, but there's some truth to it too. <laughs> so like speaking, <laughs> we're going to change subjects off of me and go back to you <laughs> um, if it's okay with you. Just fine with me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, so, like, speaking of ha- having or like being around large, uh, uh, around large, um, like groups of people, um, this film has been um, shown and screened. Um, around the entire like world, John, right? Yeah. How many have you had like um, screenings? We've had 130 worldwide screenings. Jeez. Wow. And a lot of people. It, it is a lot of people. Interact with and. It's a ton of people, Jamie, and it's it's hard to know, you know, like I don't have the analytics on that to know exactly how many people have seen it. And it's it's been purchased many times over and I'm so proud of all that. But yeah, 130 times in many, many different countries. Um, one of the countries I'm going to highlight, and that's because Scott went there with me, is we, we were invited to go to Iceland. That was a great trip. Oh, man. I was just thinking about that the other day awesome people you know just a great um culture too just a great culture really really wonderful people just kind of a one of those memories for a lifetime it was really nice to screen the film out there and also see how you know someplace so so far off you know what i mean like my idea of what Iceland is, is probably quite fantastical considered to what 
it actually is. And it actually is an amazing place, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's not a place, uh, you know, teeming with people who look like Vikings or whatever, you know, these imaginary things you have in your head about what a place is like. If, when I think of Paris, all I think about is the Eiffel tower, but it is clearly not just the Eiffel tower. Right. Um, and there's some amazing Viking heritage out in Iceland, but clearly it's not all about that. It, it has so much natural beauty. Uh, they've done a great job architecturally. But the people um, and their thoughts towards stuttering, a lot of their goals are the same. You know, let's think about the whole person. And getting back to kind of the, the theme of the podcast, let's think about this in a very humanistic way. Um, are we trying to change people by permanently getting them to change their stuttering behaviors or are we accepting people as they are and allowing them to communicate and be the great communicators who they are and that message is just as loud and resonant out in Iceland as it is any other place in the world and it was really cool to witness that. I think that's so awesome just as you've been talking you know the film focuses on stuttering right and so people who stutter have these experiences but as you've mentioned, the more people that you get to interact with, even if they don't stutter, they're connecting to the film. And that's people all over the world with different experiences. And I think it's neat to think about, gosh, we can focus on those differences so much. And yet at the end of the day, there's so much that we share in common, regardless of our stories, regardless of where we're from, that unites us. It, it's so true. And it's just been a recurring theme. Um, you know, as I've had people who have, and you know, Scott's experienced the same people that have reached out from all over the world, they've seen the film and it, it really meant something to them and, and in slightly different ways. But if you're looking at this in a Venn diagram, there's, there's so much similarity to the experience. You know, my friends didn't understand me. My family didn't understand me. That's been kind of one of the coolest things about the film is people who have felt misunderstood will kind of sit their family down and say, hey, watch this with me. And their family will, and they'll see 19 people talk about their stuttering. And then afterwards, a family conversation ensues like one that hadn't happened before. And some understanding will be reached, you know, Um, some some, uh, new, new ideas and new thoughts for those family members will occur because they saw it and because they had that communal experience. Totally. And I can think, you know, I've had a lot of my clients view the film and what's been interesting in talking about it is that they resonate with different parts of the film or different people in the film. And I just think that's fantastic. Yeah. It's, well, you know, I I received a little bit of um, some, some warnings early on. Because I, I said, look, I'm going to have over 15 people in this film. I, again, I'll repeat, I, I, had, I have 19 people in total. But somebody said, look, that's too many people to have in a single film. Um, you are going to kind of have a watered down story. And it's not going to be as powerful as if you just focused on maybe two or three. Because that's what happens in a conventional documentary. And I just had this feeling, you know, there there wasn't, trust me, there wasn't a whole lot of thinking to back this up. It was more of just kind of an instinctual thing that 19 people would have kind of a jury effect. So if you have two or three people, you can have a very strong story, undoubtedly. But when you have so many people kind of weighing in, I think that gives it a certain kind of power too. 
And I, I think that's what happened. I, I feel like that's been part of the power of the film. Again, don't ask me to intellectualize too much on it because you'll just be vastly disappointed. Oh, John. Not at all. Not at all, folks. He is brilliant. And you mm-hmm. have to um, you have to attend, really, if you can, a um, at this time, a like virtual a virtual um, screening of this film. Cause it's, it's, it's so much better if you are, are like um, watching it with other people. Um, it is, it, it yeah. is that shared human experience. Um, um, John, what advice like maybe um, or insights like like would you give others who who maybe want to broaden their their uh, um, understanding of the human experience? I, I think it starts with something that is very, it's easy to talk about, but very difficult to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm speaking even for myself here, but really attempting to have an open mind. Mm. And you hear that all the time, right? You know, open your mind um, and, and be open to new experiences. And I know that I, I'm still very biased in so many ways. So it's kind of fighting against those biases is is it biases is that is that how you say that biases uh i i, I don't know because sure. i can't <laughs> you, you, you know you know or spell so <laughs> you know jamie knows me. you yeah. know jamie knows she knows oh, she she's knows. just kind of holding back right now she's like she john actually what it is is i am not <laughs> no because you're, you're right now she's, she, she's well, i don't know oh i believe knows. it's biases i think Jeez. if you say it confidently no one's going to question you. <laughs> talk about off the charts intelligent. Let's talk about Jamie Machise for a second here. Yeah, let's do that. Um, no, just a, a strong supporter of the film since the very beginning. Um, a wonderful friend of mine. And yeah, I, I've, I, I constantly run questions past you two. But, uh, and, and that's for a darn good reason. Because you know many things, including biases. <laughs> including biases but so uh, having but yeah. an open mind <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> squirrel um <laughs> getting back to yeah having an open mind it's it's you have to fight against those those tendencies that, that one has and uh and then just going out and trying to really listen to people because part of having an open mind is active listening right? It's a big message in the film. I know it's a big message from both of you, but kind of putting away that need to tell somebody, hey, this is my agenda and this is why you're wrong and actually say, or or be charitable and say, this is why I might find strength in your argument. This is why I think you might be right. Um, You know, a lot of times people build up a straw man argument. They try to weaken somebody's argument so they can knock it over. I always tell my students, Let's try to build a steel man argument. Let's try to make somebody's argument as strong as possible so we can glean the maximum amount of information out of that and be open-minded and have a broader human experience. I love that. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And that, that 
is possibly our action event. <laughs> oh, I think Jamie is is to have um, people think of an of a side of theirs and actually and then the opposite side and actually like um try to build up um arguments on both sides and being open to anything on both sides i love that so thinking about a question or an opinion or an issue that they feel really strongly about and taking that step back and trying to see the whole spectrum of that issue and not just maybe what they've been focusing on. Yeah. I, I like that. A, uh, yeah. That's the, the, thank you, John. That was perfect for <laughs> that's that was that was like perfect timing too, because we yeah. were like action events or there there it is. Look at that. You just set it up for us, Gomez. He well, is brilliant. Well, no, I'm I'm talking to a couple of brilliant people. That's what's going on. And, and you know, in in being a listener to your your podcast, you uh, recently, in fact, it might have even been your last podcast. It's the podcast about being wrong. Yes, that's also an important thing in terms of growth and open mindedness. Mm. Being willing to be wrong. So important. I mean, so it, important. It makes us human, right? I mean, if yeah. we're thinking about talking about the human experience, let's be real. No one's perfect. I mean, you two are pretty uh, close. Yeah, yeah. Some of us are close, Jamie. You know. Yeah. John, Some of you are close. I know. <laughs> Some of us are. You know, <laughs> You're um, in the dictionary closer. under close to perfect. <laughs> you know, but Coaching. that idea. <laughs> but that idea, right? That we're human and what makes us human is that we're not perfect and we have this desire to connect with others and to continue to grow. And sometimes we need a reminder that that's okay. Yeah, it, you do need that reminder. And, and I think when you put something out into the zeitgeist, the way you two did with a podcast, even talking about being wrong, I think that's important. Um, again, I, I point out to my students at Cal State LA all the time. I'm like, you know, I'm, I could be wrong about this or I'm biased about this. Or I'll say, you know, I don't know the answer to this. Let me text my friends. Um, <laughs> but just letting them know that from, from the standpoint of having professional humility, it's okay to admit that you're wrong or that you don't know everything. Um, I feel like for me, that's been a strength. Um, getting back to the film, I, I, w I knew that I was going to talk to people who are experts in the field, top of their game. You know, people like you, Scott, I know you're going to you know, play that down, but you are. Um, people like Barry Guitar, you know, you have Michael Retzinger, you have Kevin Eldridge, Gail Wilson, all, all, Dale Williams, go on and on. All of these people know what they're talking about. I'm not going to go in there and bowl them over with my knowledge of stuttering. That was never going to happen. I always thought at best I can go in there and say, tell me what I don't know. And what I don't know is a lot, <laughs> you know, and, and I feel like that opened up so many more doors, you know, than me mentioning something like dichotic uh, listening studies or something like that, which I don't even know what that is. I just said it. Well, and I think it probably helped you to 
share the human experience so much more openly to everybody because you embody wanting to connect with others and really hear and learn their stories. And you were able to show that to everyone else so that, you know, we're all reminded that everyone has a story and really truly listening to that story can be super powerful. Oh, thank you, Jamie. It was certainly a, a good exercise in active listening. Yeah, I, I would think so. So, okay. Um, like, um, where can people find the film? One. And two, what is your next um, film and project? Oh, I like the setup over here. Guys. I try. Wow. Um, so if you go to whenistutter.com or when I stutter, when I stutter folks. <laughs> or when I stutter.org. .org. <laughs> um, you can purchase the film. The film is actually on um, a special right now because I know a lot of people are going through uh, financial hard times. So you can purchase the film for half the price right now if you buy it on Vimeo. Um, you can also rent it for half the price. Um, but but the um, website has a lot of cool resources. So if you know, everybody's story is going to resonate differently with whomever happens to watch it or whoever happens to watch it. Um, you, um, it, it, let's say that somebody, you know, uh, really liked Michael Retzinger's story or they really liked Jason Peterson's story. Well, there, if you go to the news section right now, there's the Where Are They Now series and people will talk about everything they've been doing since the film and how the film has changed their lives, if it has, you know, and, and where they are with their stuttering right now. And uh, I'm still waiting for yours, Scott. I know. I, I am still editing it. I've, I have been, I haven't been exactly happy, like, um, like with it. So, but it's almost there. I should have it in the next, like, like um, two weeks. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad that we've got that memorialized right here on a podcast two no. weeks. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be counting on that. <laughs> yes, I know um, you will. <laughs> in terms of the next project, um, and this is going to be something close to all of our hearts. It's about a uh, camp shout out, which I know you've talked about on the podcast, or at least I think you've talked about it. I can't imagine that you haven't. Um, but just for, for anybody who might be listening that didn't previously know, Camp Shoutout is a camp for kids who stutter. Um, it usually happens at the beginning of August. So it would have been, you know, in about a week and a half from now. Um, and it's, it's this really wonderful place where kids come together, kids who stutter come together, and they are set up for communication success all week long. And the structure of the program is brilliant. It's run by uh, Julie Rayner and Kristen Camella. But then you have you know, facilitators that have been working on this for years, people like, you know, Scott and Jamie, our hosts today. Um, and it's just an amazing place. So a couple of years ago, um, closer to three years ago, I went out there to just kind of get some video footage to make a promo. And I, this is actually, it's your urging, Scott. You're, <laughs> you're responsible for all this. And I went out there with Ty Mayberry, a friend of ours, and um, he turns out he's a drone operator. He's also the narrator in When I Stutter. And, um, you know, I, I just said, hey, let's, let's go out. You know, we'll casually get some footage 
and you know, you can get some drone footage and we're going to make, you know, like a two, three minute piece. Well, uh, when we got there, we just saw so many amazing things being done and so many incredible things being said that what was going to be just a few hours of filming every day turned into 18 hour days trying to capture everything. So that is the next project. Uh, Camp Shoutout, I'm still diligently working on it right now. Um, when I stutter, it continues to thrive. It continues to move forward. And actually, that's, that's what sometimes keeps me from working on the Camp Shoutout project more. But if you'd like to see what we've done so far in terms of uh, promotions uh, or promotional videos, you can go to shoutoutdoc.com and you can watch the teaser trailer. But uh, it's something that I'm really looking forward to. I think it's exciting to think about sharing the human experience starting with kids yeah. and helping other kids to learn about the human experience from such a young age. That's setting a really positive, I think, foundation to just a life of being able to be more open to everyone's story and experiences. Yeah, it, it's you can see the power play out in their lives. I mean, it, it's been around for 10 years now. And you meet some of the older campers who come back, you know, um, as counselors or in, in you know, perhaps a, a, a more advanced role. And you just see these young people come back with such poise and confidence. And you talk to them and they all have slightly different reasons for why Camp Shoutout was a powerful force in their life. But they all agree that it was. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting, too, um, that they want to share that human experience with other people in so many ways. They First of all, they come back and give back to the camp, like I said. But so many of them also want to become speech-language pathologists to kind of get that out into the world. I mean, yeah. it's a beautiful thing you guys have all built, you know. Well, it is an awesome um, place mm-hmm. and magical, too. So, um, John... Thank you. Thank you for, you know, like um, sharing your time, your um, um, thoughts, and also making this film about the human experience um, as well. I mean, it's just amazing. And we are so, um, like, thankful having you on this. Um, uh, um, 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 show. It's just been mm-hmm. amazing having you here. We really appreciate it. Well, I, I can't thank you two enough. It's a big honor to be on here. It's just always good spending any time with you guys. So thank you. We appreciate it. Our, again, our action event um, is to choose a topic an issue that that possibly like you have a strong feeling about um and like really think about both sides of it and how to make either side like um stronger and being open to ideas you know and that's like something that john had said is that 
if we are open to ideas and and thoughts, it actually helps us to, you know, um, like enjoy possibly more the the experience of being a human. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Thanks again, John. Um, and Jamie, I will see you another day. Sounds good. Take care, all. You too. Thank you. Continue success. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for walking with us on this journey of life. Act to Live is a place where we can observe everyday life, pose questions, and facilitate conversations together. Our hope is that by participating in this podcast and connecting with each other, we can all become the best versions of ourselves and learn from each other's stories and experiences. You can find us on acttolive.com, Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, the Android Podcast app, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you stream your podcasts. We've also just joined Patreon and YouTube, so be sure to check those out when you have some time. Thank you for listening and sharing time with us. And as always, come on, let's take a walk together. My dear will grow.